This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Hi, everyone. This is Steve Smith. Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, November 24th. Today is the last episode of Daily Drive for 2021. Before we get to today's episode, a new conversation with Be the Sun, Not the Salt author Dr. Harry Cohen that focuses on the power of gratitude and giving thanks, I want to take a moment to say thank you to all of you that have tuned into the show since March of 2020. We have aired approximately 500 shows and long ago surpassed 1 million listeners. We've had the pleasure of hosting leaders from around the industry and around the world, and all of that was done to serve you, our readers and listeners. We hope you have enjoyed the show, and we look forward to what lies ahead for Daily Drive in 2022. In the meantime, I can't think of a better way to end the show for 2021 than to focus a discussion on thanks and gratitude. It's part three in a series of discussions with Harry, and as you will hear, the simple act of giving thanks and having gratitude can have a powerful impact on ourselves, the people we love, and the people we work with every single day. On behalf of the entire team at Automotive News, please enjoy today's episode, give a little bit more thanks tomorrow, and have an amazing holiday season. Daily Drive will return in 2022. My friend, Harry Cohen, how are you? So good to have you back on the show. It's a delight to be back on the show, Steve. Thank you again for having me. I couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity to talk about our topic. Well, we're going to talk about grateful, being grateful. We're going to talk about saying thanks. We're going to talk about gratitude, all wonderful themes as we head into Thanksgiving and families are getting together all over the, all over the country and all over the world. Why don't we, excuse me, why don't we start with today's conversation? Can you talk about why gratitude is so important to being the sun and not the salt? Thank you, Steve, for the question. It's the most important emotion to cultivate. It's the most powerful, the most researched, and the easiest to do and practice and cultivate. And it literally has been researched over and over and over again in terms of its incredible benefits. It's powerful for your for your health, for your well-being, for your relationships, your psychological health, and your physical health. They've literally done study after study of how the practice of gratitude, deliberate gratitude, can improve people's health and well-being and their sleep and um, their relationships with others, not to mention productivity and a host of other things that gratitude literally influences. So if you had one thing to focus on, it would be improve your own practice of cultivating gratitude. Speaking of practice, I've often heard you describe as gratitude as a muscle, right? Like like most yeah. things, a muscle strengthens when you stress it, when you work at it. What are some of the ways people can exercise that gratitude muscle? So I love the question. And, it's, and the way I think about it is that gratitude is a muscle that you can strengthen by doing the tiniest little movements, just like our muscles. If we don't use them, they atrophy, they wither. They just do. So we have to use the gratitude muscle in order for it to stay at its current state and or get larger. So here's some very easy ways for all of us to practice gratitude. Here's the thing. 
we already do. So when somebody says, well, what's the best exercise to do? The best exercise to do is the one you do. It doesn't matter which exercise. There are all different kinds of exercise. Let me just use the same point with gratitude. Express your thanks. Say thank you out loud to as many people as you can. Whenever somebody does something for you, say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Express appreciation. Express it. Okay, so that's one simple thing you can do. You can also understand how important it is and then do it more. Like when you understand how important eating good food is, whether it's blueberries or broccoli, because they're filled with antioxidants, you know, when you're going down the buffet line, you just add more broccoli. Or actually, you don't have buffets now because of COVID, but the idea is that you add to your diet expressions and cultivations of gratitude. Okay, so how might you do that in your normal daily work? Okay, so you think about what you're grateful for. Now, you don't have to do anything. You just have to think about what you're grateful for. Now, the doing something is even more powerful. So you can express your gratitude. You can express it in a word. You can express it in a text. You can express it in an email. You can express it in a written letter. There's some amazing research about what writing letters, gratitude letters, have done for people in terms of unresolved issues and people that they've wanted to, you know, repair a relationship with or improve a relationship with just by writing out a beautiful letter of appreciation and gratitude and literally handing it to the person, all kinds of goodness can occur. So let me just rattle off a few more. You can keep a very simple gratitude journal by your bedside. Write down three things that happened today or yesterday that you are grateful for. That's another thing you can do. You want to add another element, add another sentence or two, or why you're grateful for the three things that you wrote down. So you can practice thinking about, again, not doing anything. You don't have to do anything. Just think about what you're grateful for. And again, then expressing it as a separate and distinct thing. And then, of course, you can write it down or send a note or a text. All things to cultivate, which is an active verb to experience more gratitude. Another thing that I do is I practice when I'm feeling sort of chafy. I just made that word up about um, something that you are doing and you say, you hear yourself say, I have to do this. I have to go to work. I have to go visit someone. Rather shift your own internal dialogue to say, rather than got to, to get to. I get to go visit my friend. I get to go to work. I have a job. I get to do this task. I'm able-bodied and able to do it. Thank God I can do this. So wherever you can find difficulty, you can find some gratitude. There but for the grace of God go I. You know, practice this little tiny mental activity of seeing that which you have versus that which you don't have. Focusing your mind on, on the glass being half full, not half empty. So in my morning gratitude walks, I'm thinking about all the things that I have and all the things that are pleasant in my life deliberately. So it's the deliberate focus on gratitude that is perhaps something that people could add to their diet.
including your awesome puppy that walks along with you on your well, morning walks. <laughs> exactly. And and again, that's a that's a really deliberate thing that I did once, you know, my wife wanted to have a dog and I, I knew what it would take to take care of a dog. No, 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 no. Once we had a dog, I wasn't going to spend one second feeling not grateful for the joy that the dog brings our lives as opposed to the, no, we got to take her out. Okay. I got it. I got it. It's a bit of a sidebar, right? But, but you know, we have, we've got dogs here as well. And one of them I call a box of happy because no matter what he is, he has a big smile on his face. He'll lay over and he'll come over and he'll lick you and he'll make you feel happy. And it's, he doesn't do it. And he doesn't know what he's doing, but those little things bring happiness and bring gratitude and bring thankful. And, 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 and I think even just for folks that are listening to our conversation, it's so easy that even in responding to the questions I've already asked, you very deliberately are saying thank you. And on this side of the microphone, that feels good. It's not hard. It's easy to do. And it's very purposeful. And I can say right here, just in this conversation, it's had an impact. Those little things. So can you talk a little bit about how even doing just little things in, in showing gratitude and being thankful can, can, can have, what are the little benefits that, that come with just trying a little bit more? I love that you asked it because that's the whole point. If somebody is listening to this and they didn't get bored yet, the whole point is that it's all about little things, the tiniest, the tiniest, the, the atomic habits, the tiniest little behaviors, the tiniest little smile, expression of kindness and thanks and appreciation is where it's at when you say the importance of it. That's all it is. We don't have to do anything other than add more of those micro moments of appreciation to our lives. And I'm talking about, see if you can notice how tiny your expressions of gratitude can be to still make you feel amazing. See, this is what I love about this stuff, Steve. This is all based on science. So test it out in the laboratory of your own experience. Express a tiny piece of thankfulness to someone and watch how you feel and they feel. Just watch it. Just look at, look at their face. So that's the key. It's make it small. Make, a, make these expressions and behaviors easy and small. Well, I can do that. That's all you got to do. It is in the smallness that they add up. Someone just sent me an article about micro affirmations as opposed to micro aggressions. And it's the tiny accumulations of those tiny expressions of positivity that make the difference in people. It's not grand gestures of gratitude. Like in Thanksgiving, we have a a ritual of going around the Thanksgiving table and expressing what we're grateful for. We do it once a year. (laughs) And, you know, it's very notable because it's unique, but I'd rather get gooder at, better at tiny expressions of gratitude and doing it more frequently. That's my work. I love learning, practicing, expressing, feeling, tiny moments of gratitude. And when I said that I was grateful that I get to do this, Steve, I'm serious. What else do I want to do in my life than spread this wisdom? And you gave us an opportunity to talk about it. And if we can touch a few more people through this little podcast and over the Thanksgiving holiday and beyond, people are deliberately and consciously more appreciative of anything in their life. We did some good. It doesn't even have to be 
the good stuff. It can be appreciative of not so much the bad stuff. So you can find anything to be thankful for, and we should. And I'm not talking about anything other than, hey, I'm alive. I don't have any pain right now. You know, that sort of thing. Right now, there's no emotional or physical pain. I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like right now, my feet are warm and dry. I'll take it. You know what I mean? It's so, such important shift in perception and how you approach these things, yeah. your mindset. And, and and one of the benefits of gratitude is it does shift your perception. Again, study after study has shown, I don't know if this is compelling to people or not, but, you know, just because studies have shown it, but people's minds change, your mindset changes, your view of the world changes. You literally see more goodness. You see more glasses that are half empty. Your literal perception of the world changes as you cultivate gratitude. That's why it's such a powerful practice. So one more blueberry in your diet, one more tiny expression of thankfulness for something, someone, or even the circumstances that you find yourself in. You're not thanking, you're not being thankful for all the gifts that you have. You're thankful for the circumstances you're in. What? You're just waiting in line. And you're sitting there and you go, I am really grateful. What? Are you grateful that you're in line? No. I'm grateful for whatever, whatever it might be. By the way, I start this, um, I do a weekly um, Zoom meeting with a, a group of general managers from a large automotive group. And we start the meeting. It takes literally two minutes. Hey, would someone say something that they're grateful for about their own life? or someone else on this Zoom call. And and literally there's a five second, three second wait, and then people start sharing. And it's a fact on everybody, including myself is, ah, what a lovely way to start the meeting. Because everyone's talking authentically. Nobody's BSing. Nobody's saying stuff that they don't mean. And that's the key. You you're not trying to make you're not trying to make something up. The pause to reflect is genuine. It's interesting you described. I sometimes start meetings with my teammates, say, okay, let's go around the horn. Everybody has a couple of seconds to talk about a moment of good. doesn't matter if it's personal. doesn't matter if it's professional, just a moment of good. But it's that pause that always makes me a little bit concerned because I think it, it catches people off guard and they need a minute to kind of switch to how does this have anything to do with what we're talking about, the intent of the meeting? Uh-huh. And I always get that little pause. Uh-huh. And I love the question because there's an answer. I'm glad you asked. It has everything to do with the psychological safety of the room, the feeling that you have as you take on the tasks and get into the numbers and discuss hard issues. But you want to create a culture, an atmosphere, an attitude of, okay, we can talk about anything respectfully and handle everything, but it's all in this context, in this culture of respect and authenticity and vulnerability, all, all of which is, you know, modeled in the moments of expressing, Hey, I really appreciate, you know, the IT department for what they did to get us back online when we got, you know, infected by that malware. Hey, I really want to give a call out to Andy and his whole team. They were amazing for, for helping my store get back online. I mean, those three or four sentences make everybody feel great. And they sort of ground us in, 
this is how we take on the problem. So the reason we do it is to get into a good place. It's like warming up your muscles before you start, you know, hitting the machines and, and, and doing the work. Look, we all struggle with salty moments. I'm not alone. I think we're, everybody's human. We've all heard it in those situations. Be the better person. Turn the other cheek. Yeah. You actually write yeah. and be the sun, not the salt. Assume positive intent. Do you have any advice on how to express gratitude in those salty moments? Oh, okay, it's very hard. So let's just call it what it is. It's difficult. So what? Just because it's difficult doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. We're professionals. So when we're triggered, when we get what they call the amygdala hijack, the fight or flight response, somebody steps on our toe, cuts us in line, interrupts us, says something untrue, accuses us, anything that sets us off, any kind of trigger sets people off. Okay. It's very difficult to feel or express gratitude in that moment. Okay. What we have to practice, again, this is scientifically proven, that the more we practice mindfulness, take a moment, take a breath, create a little space between stimulus and response, allows you the opportunity to feel grateful for anything, for something. But I want to just say that it is difficult. That doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. And that's that's the hard part of this, but that's okay. It's worth doing. Take a moment, a, just one breath. If you can count to five, ten would be huge. Okay, what's good here? How do I control my temper? How do I say something that I will not regret? How do I focus on what's positive, true, and good? and get to a positive outcome. Those are the questions we have to ask and answer. And then do the post-mortem, talk about it after the fact, think about how you could have done it better, rehearse ahead of time if you have the presence of mind to get a few word tracks down, know that you might get triggered, know that the person might get defensive. That's okay. But we want to be magnificent. You know, that's our goal. We'll be right back with more. Your service check-in process sets the tone for your customer's entire visit. Do your customers wait longer than five minutes to check in for service? Are your advisors presenting upsells to every customer, every time? How often is the opportunity for trade appraisals missed? When your service drive gets busy, these inefficiencies directly impact revenue. Give your customers the option to handle the entire check-in process themselves. From appointment scheduling through final confirmation, all in under two minutes. Customers have the experience they want while selling themselves, which means your advisors are freed up to focus on profit-producing activities. It's a win-win for both CSI and your revenue. Introducing a smarter service lane. GoMoto is the self-service kiosk designed to grow your business. If you're ready to start increasing revenue, improving the customer experience, and maximizing service efficiency today. Visit GoMoto.com. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com.
as we talked about in our in our prior conversations on the show, just you know, we've talked about just do it. Uh, every little step matters. Um, right, just be one percent better. I think is what we talked about last time on the show. Okay. Just okay. just even okay. doing a little bit is going to have dramatic impact. That, and and by the way, that's all we have to do. You don't have to go further than that. A little bit of I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Excuse me. I got a little upset there. Let, go ahead. Why don't you finish? I mean, those are moments of goodness where we regain our composure and say the positive sentence. That's, that's the work of this work, which is good and noble work. Why do you practice? To get better at your craft. The practice, somebody sent me a clip of Deion Sanders. You practice with a purpose. Mm. His, pur- his purpose for practicing was to be the best that there ever was. So when you're practicing, you know why you're practicing. The reason we practice expressing gratitude, feeling gratitude, watching the stimulus, the space, the response, is so that we, we become more effective leaders, people, parents, colleagues, and, and friends. More effective, more positive energizers uplift other people so that people play better around you. I was giving a talk to student athletes and one of the main points you have to understand, these young people have to understand, of course, is that it's not about how you play only. If you make your teammates play better, do people play better when they're around you? Do they behave better when they're around you? Do you bring out the best in them? Are you really leaning into being your best self more often? Because that's our goal. We're all wonderful people when we're great. That's, that's our goal, to be as wonderful as we already are when we're our best selves. That, you know, it's not trying to be taller. We're not trying to be different people. I'm just, I'm just trying to be hairy when he's really great. And I'm already hairy. I'm already good. But, well, so just be the good Harry more frequently. The good Steve. And anybody who's listening to this podcast, you're already pretty wonderful. Great. Go for a smidgen more. In a in the tiniest way. And to your, you know, what happens when you lose it? What happens when you're stressed and you're feeling difficulty and all the rest? Well, it's more difficult. My counsel is what I practice, which is to be authentic, to say what's true for you briefly, authentically, and be mindful of how you make people feel. Expressing gratitude and feeling gratitude automatically makes you and other people feel a little bit better. So to the extent that we can muster a little bit of appreciation and gratitude, even in the heart of the battle, and look at the times that you've done it and said, you know, I was okay. I was okay. I could have done better, as we all could have done, but you know what? I was okay. Great. And then do it again tomorrow. Do it again this afternoon. You know, this, you know for, the, for those that are going to be listening to this podcast, what a juicy opportunity to lean into your own tiny moments. You're going to be around family. Family makes you have triggers. So, you know, protect, protect your roots. Be careful what comes out of your mouth. May the words when they leave your lips be truthful, necessary, and kind. You know, you don't have to say everything that you want to say, right? So self-censoring is important. Ask yourself, will this be helpful? Say a sweet word and mean it. Light somebody up deliberately. 
I, I can go on and on. I'll stop. It seems that everything you've just described, there doesn't seem to be a lot of downside in expressing that attitude. But what's curious to me is leadership coaching, it's often includes these notions of being authentic, of being genuine, of not being Mm -hmm. phony, which is the same thing as being genuine. I'm curious, is there any downside to showing gratitudes in moments when you don't have to? Similar to the chapter in your book uh, titled Fill in the Potholes, essentially this notion of doing good when you don't have to. Is there any downside in showing gratitude in moments you don't have to? Any risk in appearing inauthentic? There's none, zero, nada, zilch. The key is being authentic. There's no tech. This is not a technique thing. If you are not feeling genuine in your expression of gratitude and you're doing it because you heard somebody on a podcast say that you should express it, it'll come off like you don't mean it because you don't. But the reason there's no downside is because for lack of another way of describing it, it's love, it's respect, it's, it's authenticity that the other person experiences. That's what happens. It's like gravity. You can't, you can't deny gravity in the same way. If someone doesn't experience your expression as pure and authentic, well, that's because their filter is such that perhaps their you know, relationship with you is complex and you know, they, they've seen you in your darker moments and so that you're authentic in this moment, but they're thinking about the time that you beat them up. Okay. There, but there's still no downside because you are authentically grateful. The key to this whole thing is you being real. Now, that requires you, you know, honestly, you know, owning your part in any relationship issue that somebody has a problem with you. Okay. But there's no downside because you're being very, very thoughtful and considerate about when and how and to whom you're expressing it. Um, I, I can't think of any, maybe there is, but you know, maybe it's a timing issue or a place or context, you know, uh, nobody asked your opinion and you speak up at a funeral. I mean, that's inappropriate. You know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming some very, very simple, basic circumstances of, you know, situation and context and someone asked for your point of view or it's appropriate in the context, assuming all those parameters are met. You know, expressing authentic appreciation and gratitude, people will think whatever they're going to think about all of us, you and me, and the people listening to this podcast. Our job is to take responsibility for what we say and how we say it and where it lands and how it takes root isn't always our responsibility. Now, if you want to say, however any, anyone takes you know, what you say, that's your responsibility too. I don't know, man, that's a, that's a lot of weight on your shoulders. So I would say there's no downside. And, and if you experience some, if a person experiences some downside, take a look at that. What's up with that? Um, I, I, I want to live in the real world. So if somebody has a, a real problem with an expression of gratitude, because it seems to create a problem, well, take a look at how you're doing it. I've never seen that it's a problem unless it's inauthentic and there's a different message being expressed. Usually through some other, you know, uh, passive aggressive method, you know, it's not, it's not an expression of gratitude to say, 
I could thank you for this, but blah, blah, blah. Well, what did he just say? <laughs> Similar to apologize. Well, right. Yeah. You, you put in these right, caveats. Exactly. It, it just, it just exudes this, this flavor of being inauthentic. Exactly. And the real truth of this is, is what is it? What is the effect on others and yourself? You know, you're doing it right when you and others are uplifted by the cultivation and expression of appreciation and gratitude. And by the way, appreciation is that which grows in value. So when you appreciate something, it grows in value. So express it and think about it and write it. Harry, where can folks go to find more about these, these wonderful teachings? So be the sun, dot the salt, dot com is a website where we're going to collect and produce and provide very, very short, helpful content to nudge us. I was watching some videos that I did. I'd forgotten I did a series of one or two minute gratitude videos. You can find them there. Um, We're going to produce more content to help people practice being the sun and not the salt. And so be the sun, not the salt.com is the easiest place to go We have a YouTube channel as well, but I'm going to keep working just diligently to produce more content to help people practice being the sun and not the salt. The Holman automotive company um, purchased me, this brand, all the trademarks, and they are so invested now in both practicing and spreading this wisdom that we're going to keep finding new and different and better ways to, to help people find resources to be nudged and reminded, which is all I ever wanted to do with the book and with these videos and now with this podcast. None of this stuff I don't think is new, but it might be reminding people to help lean into what we already know to be our best selves more often. So a lot of words, but go to be the sun, not the salt.com and stay tuned for more content and send us more content that we can spread this wisdom. Harry, my gratitude to you for not only joining us on the show once, but three times we've run the prior two episodes prior to today This is a brand new conversation, and I cannot think of a better theme, a better topic, and quite frankly, a better person to talk about gratitude, to talk about thanks, and to really inspire our listeners ahead of the Thanksgiving Day holiday. Thank you for all the time. I appreciate it, and our listeners appreciate it. Thank you again, Steve. That's Daily Drive for 2021. As always, Thanks for listening.